one back after a lot hot long hot summer still a long hot summer it's good isn't it it's fantastic loving it shall we pray why don't you stand to your feet for a moment let's pray father i thank you that we've got the freedom to gather in the evening like this i'm full of expectancy of what you want to do at the 6 p.m this year and lord right from the outset i ask that we wouldn't uh, fall into some default mode but we would be on the front of our seats on the front of our feet in expectation before you that we would allow you to be God amongst us this year and so Holy Spirit I thank you that you promised where two or three of us are gathered you're amongst us and we welcome you with the warmest welcome tonight this is your place and we're joining you and I thank you for the opportunity to do that and so I ask Holy Spirit, that you would move, you would move in people's lives, that we would have constant reports of God encounters and God revelations, that we would have constant reports of people encountering your supernatural power and being healed, uh, solutions coming to problems, provision being su uh, supplied, relationships being restored, all sorts of things would be the testimony as we come together this year because you are amongst us and you're really interested and in love with your people. So again, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, and we lift you up tonight. We celebrate you and we give you thanks that we can do this. I thank you for the freedom we have in this country at this time that so many don't have in the world. We don't take it for granted. We say thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Why don't you say hello to half a dozen people, give them a high five or something before you sit down. Make sure they're doing okay. Yeah, so welcome back. It's nice to see you. Very good. Well, I very want you to take a seat for a couple of minutes. Very warm welcome to you. Great to have you back. We're going to have a great year. Looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. And uh, it's great to have you back. So, And we're in for a good night tonight. It's going to be wonderful. Who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in the last week? Yes, my birthday today. Let's just get that out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Who's had a wedding anniversary? Maria remembered tonight. Luke remembered tonight. Have we got the chocolates here? Let's Luke and Maria and 
Any other birthdays or wedding anniversaries in the last week? Put your hands up high. No, that's it, eh? Awesome. Luke, Luke could have one. Yeah, no, I don't really don't need one. Thanks. Hey, why don't we watch the news? Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, welcome to Activate Church. I hope you've had a great week. Yeah, and also a big welcome if you're new to Activate or if you're watching from Ruakura North or Tuako Campus. It's so good to have you with us. On the 15th of Feb at 7pm we have Activate Education starting. It's going to be great. I encourage you to email Pastor Michael Brown if you want to get involved. Next Sunday, we have something super exciting coming up. Yeah. We have Steve and Sally McCracken joining us via Zoom at our morning gatherings. So make sure you're there because it's going to be a great opportunity. I'm very excited for 2021 with Activate Youth. Yeah. And we have intermediates and youth starting up again this Friday, 6.30 to 8.30. Come along, bring your friends. It's going to be a great time. We have healing rooms coming up on the 13th of February from 10.30 to 12.30 p.m. at Rokuta Campus. Well, I'm so looking forward to being with Pastor Sheridan, Jan, and everyone of you at Activate Conference. The thought of ascend is just an incredible thought that God has an open heaven for us, that we don't need to park in where we are now or what we've been through, but literally there's an invitation where God is saying, come up higher. And I want to challenge and encourage you, come along to ascend and let's believe together that we're going to have a clear word from heaven that's going to elevate us to new heights. Don't miss it. Don't allow other things to get in the way. But remember, God's got greater ground for every one of us to walk on. We love and believe in you. See you soon at Ascend. Have you registered for Activate Conference? Can I tell you that it's super cheap. It's amazing. Yeah. And we have early birds closing today. So get in, get to the hub, go through the Facebook event and sign up. It's coming up on the 11th to the 13th of March very soon. I encourage you to come along. It's going to be great. Well, that's all from us today. Yeah, we pray that you experience God's love today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Amen. Thank you. Hey, a couple of other things to tell you about. Next Sunday night here at the 6pm, we've got Garth Chinpoi from City Church in Christchurch coming. And uh, he's going to share his story. He's got a fantastic story, um, his life story to share with us. So he's going to be here next Sunday night. And then while you're thinking about that, the one after that, we are doing the Amazon series, which um, how many of you know, I remember Jared Van Burkel? Put your hand up. Yep. So Jared and his brother went to the Amazon and um, they made a series traveling through the Amazon. And um, so we're going to have that series. It's three parts. We'll do it all on the one night. We'll have food in between the different parts and stuff. It'll be really good. So think about who you can bring to that because it'll be a great time. So that's not next week, but the week after. Next week, we've got Garth. It'll be great. Well, nice to have the team back. Awesome. Why don't you lead us? Thank you. Hello everyone, welcome back. She's really excited. <laughs> Would we like to come in the middle and do some worship? <laughs> okay, come 
face. The middle. Middle time now. Yeah, that's right. Come on. There we go. <laughs>
got an awesome song, right? It's called You Are Faithful and it's by Activate Music. Yeah. So proud to be part of a church that knows who God is and wants to share that with the world. So you can go check that out on Spotify if you want to. But I just wanted to mention like that is a new song for us. And this next song is new too. It's called Never Let You Go by Equippers. So uh, yeah, let's go. Let's all of praise for 
Jesus, I thank you that we can come here tonight and we can glorify your name. We can exalt your name. We can praise you, Lord, so freely. And I thank you, Lord, that we get to do that together. I thank you for the privilege it is, the honour it is. Lord, I thank you that you're here and you came to do business tonight. And Lord, I just pray that we would open up our hearts, our minds, everything that we have to you, Father, and we'd just lay them at your feet. Lord, I thank you that your name is beautiful, that it is wonderful, that it is powerful, that you are the King of kings and you're the Lord of lords. I thank you that I don't have to strive. I just have to be Give you all the glory, God. Oh. 
of your love, a revelation of the value that you put on us. Lord, that there would be a conviction in this place that would cause us to live in a way that is honourable toward you, the one who loves us so much. The one who is faithful, the one who is true. The one who never changes. a revelation of who you are tonight in Jesus name why don't you just start to open your heart up to him just ask him to start to reveal himself to you he responds to the hungry responds to the thirsty Response to the desperate, to the humble. Father, a glimpse of something of your love tonight. For every person I pray in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Lord. Well, we're going to carry on celebrating this love that goes beyond all reason by celebrating communion tonight. And Ella's going to come and lead us. Why don't you give Ella a hand as she comes? You want to come up here, down here? Cool. So you guys can take a seat. Roofs. It is. So if the host team could hand out the emblems now, that'd be great. And you guys can just hold on to them till the end. So hi, everyone. Um, if you don't know who I am, you haven't seen my face before, my name's Ella Wilson. Um, <laughs> so I've grown up in this church like my whole childhood. And to me, when I was younger, communion was just free food that you got in big church. Just like a little piece of bread and a juice. I was like, yo, <laughs> this is cool. Um, but as I've gotten older, communion has become a whole different thing for me, a whole different meaning about our loving Jesus dying on the cross for us so that we can be lived and set free. Um, and we remember that by taking the bread and the juice. So Jesus knew that part of his plan on earth was uh, from God was to die on the cross so that we can live in freedom. Just take a moment to think about that for a little bit. Like Jesus knew coming onto this earth that he would die for us so that we can live in freedom. Like that's crazy. And the amazing thing is, is God also has a plan for each and every one of us. And one very popular verse, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God created a plan for your life before you even existed, and He sticks to that, and He wants you to live it. To me, Jeremiah 29 11 focuses on the fact that God has created a good plan, not a bad one, but a future and a hope. He wants the absolute best for you. Jesus had to step out in faith when he went to die on the cross because he knew that that's what God had called him to do. And so when we also have to step out in faith when God wants us to do something um, and to live our life that God has called us to, which we all should, we have to step out in faith. So an example of when I've had to step out in faith um, was about a year ago. I was at a Christian event and we were in a circle worshipping Jesus at like 3am and it was beautiful. It was amazing. And I felt really cool to go and pray for this lady that was in a wheelchair um, on the outer part of the circle. And to be honest, I really didn't want to. I was like, no, go on. No, I don't want to. Um, and I got really nervous and got really shaky and I knew like the Holy Spirit was convicting me and I was like, no, I don't want to. But uh, finally I decided to go over to her and um, introduce myself and she, it was amazing. She was incredible. I found out she had a broken leg, uh, something wrong with her hip and struggles with her relationships with her sons. So I prayed for her. Now, I don't know if those situations have been fixed, but I know that I impacted that lady's life and it for sure impacted mine. And because I stepped out in faith in what God had called me to do, I was able to experience that. 
Now I want all of you to think for a moment. Is there something in your life that you need to step out in in faith to do? Something that God is calling you to do that you haven't because you're scared. God gives us a plan for our lives and it's not going to be easy. But God wouldn't give us a plan that's easy and chill because then we wouldn't have to learn to trust in Him and have faith in Him. So it is going to be difficult, but it's God. God has a plan for your life and He had a plan for Jesus as well. He wants you to step out in faith and go in that plan just as Jesus went Himself and followed God's plan by dying on the cross for us. As you take the bread and juice, think about what you think God's plan is for your life. What does He want you to accomplish? And how are you going to step out in faith to achieve that plan? So I just want you to think about that as you take the bread and juice. Um, And so we'll pray and then you can take the emblems in your own time. So let's pray. God, I thank you for the sacrifice that you made for us for sending your son to die on the cross so that we could be set free. Lord, I pray that we'll be able to find out what your plan is for us and that we'll be able to step in faith to achieve that plan. Lord, I pray that uh, we'll all be able to take this time to remember what you did for us those many years ago and that um, we'll leave tonight and we'll go into our new week um, knowing the plan that you have for us Um, and being able to step in that and knowing that each and every single day, Lord. And I ask that um, you give us peace and that we will remember this um, time, the special time that you did for us. Amen. Why don't we give Ella a huge hand? That was awesome. I don't know about you, but it gives me confidence for the future of the church. I, um, well, Ella, that was awesome. That was so cool. Um, and not only that, I was having a conversation with the youth earlier in the week, and it was just incredible. Um, the things they were saying to me. They said, uh, we were talking about Reinhard Bonnke, who's seen 85 million people saved. And he goes, oh, well, if Reinhard Bonnke can see five people in their first crusade go to 85 million, then I'm sure I can see my school saved this year. What is this kind of language? Like, that's not normal. That's crazy. That's radical. So I'm, I'm excited for the up-and-coming leaders. They are leaders. They're not up-and-coming. They are leaders. I honour you guys. You guys are awesome. Why don't you turn to Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. This is where we're preaching from today. It's called uh, the parable of the persistent widow. So, starting from verse 1. It says, One day Jesus told his disciples 
a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. He said, "Who he said who neither feared God nor." Oh, sorry. There was a judge in a city. He said, "Who neither feared God nor cared about people." A widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, "Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy." The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, "I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy." <laughs> Say to your neighbour, "You drive me crazy." That could come across incredibly flirty if you're not careful. <laughs> you drive me, me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who will have faith? And so in this passage, we see Jesus teaching his disciples to pray. And、uh, we see two main characters in this、uh, parable, which Jesus is teaching. We first of all see a judge, and he's just, he's righteous, he's sovereign. And then you've got this widow. And I wonder why, when I was preparing this, I was wondering why would Jesus use a widow for this example? Because what you got to understand is, back in Jesus' day, if you did not have a man. If you were a widow, then you were very easily overlooked, very easily. It was, in fact, one of the church's missions to include them. But you were very、uh, easily overlooked. You didn't have a voice if you were a widow. So, why is Jesus teaching a group of men how to pray using the example of a widow? Just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. And I felt Holy Spirit say He's teaching these men how to pray when the system's against you. You've got a system over here. This is how we do things over here, and then over here in this group of people, this is how we do things over here.、Uh, over here in this group of people, this is how we do things. Does that sound familiar? Teaching how to pray. When the system is against you, and、uh, T. D. Jakes—he's one of my favourite preachers. He's got an awesome quote, and I heard it. I think it was in、uh, the first lockdown last year. He says, "Prayer penetrates." Can I tell you that prayer penetrates systems? And so Jesus is teaching his disciples that it doesn't matter what the system is, pray. Prayer, prayer penetrates systems. It can penetrate a system. It can penetrate a mindset. It can penetrate、uh, sickness,、uh, an injury. It can penetrate a lot of things. Prayer, prayer is powerful. It is a weapon, and it's so amazing. Pastor Sheridan preached about it this morning. Prayer is an amazing thing for intimacy with God, but as well, it is a powerful weapon. Powerful weapon in our arsenal. Did you know that prayer changes circumstances? Mark four thirty nine. It says, "When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, 'Silence, be still.' Suddenly, the wind stopped, and there was a great,、uh, great calm. 
Jesus rebuked the storm and it stopped. There is power in prayer and prayer changes circumstances. Some of us are going through a storm right now. Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? I, I, I love it. You know when like, someone might come up to you and be like, hey, uh, I'm going through an issue right now. I've got this going on in my life. And you come back with the classic Christian response of, I'll be praying for you. Because what else can I really do, you know? It's the best I can do. The best I can do is pray. Can I tell you that the best thing that you can do is pray? (laughs) I've got conviction that prayer is powerful. And so if someone comes to you and says, hey, I've got this issue, and if you think of going, oh, I'll pray for you, but in your head you're going, oh, man, that's just a normal response. And there is power in prayer. That is the best thing we can do as Christians, I believe. It's cool. Keita and I have a, uh, well, we try to. Try is the key word here. We try to have a habit that we're either one of us is sick or one of us is injured or um, even when ambulances drive past or something, we try to have a habit to pray because we both have a conviction that there is power in prayer. You know, before we get the Panadol out, hold on, let's just pray for this thing and healing, healing in Jesus' name, you know? Come on, let's have conviction that there is power in prayer. I feel like I'm the only person who's excited in here about this. Oh my gosh. Loosen up, guys. Imagine if our response to most things is prayer. What would our lives look like? What would our lives look like? God is all-powerful when he responds to prayer. In verse 5, the judge says, this woman is driving me crazy. I think Pastor Sheridan said this morning that in some translations, it says this woman is giving me a black eye or something. Cramp can be translated. So this woman is annoying this judge, driving him crazy. I think we need to start getting on our knees and driving God crazy with prayer. Come on, how, we need to drive him crazy. What would our lives look like if we constantly lived in communion and constantly prayed and drived him crazy? The story is the persistent widow. Let's be persistent and drive God crazy. When we are sowing a seed of faith, drive God crazy. A lot of us, are probably here today because someone drove God crazy. Because someone decided to persistently pray for you or someone down your line in your family. This story here is incredible because there's this judge who did not fear man, did not fear God, and there's this one woman... She didn't have an activate group. She didn't have a prayer partner. She wasn't in a committee. One woman. And this judge broke. I know Caleb's got me over there. I see a smile. That's incredible. Power of persistent prayer. Every time this judge went off to lunch meetings, she was outside the restaurant. 
Every time he went out to his car, she was in the car park. She was persistent. She was driving him crazy. What if we got in God's face and drove him crazy? Let's be persistent with our prayers. He ended up going, I better do something about this because she is driving me crazy. I remember uh, when I was, I think it was 13 years old and I was at youth group one night and one of the youth leaders walked in and he had a, um, he had a broken leg and I was so excited because I was buzzing for God. I've been seeing healing all the time. And so uh, myself and a couple of the lads, we went around him and we said, can we pray for him? Boy, oh boy, we probably drove him crazy that night. I think I remember praying 25 times. Persistent. <laughs> I tell you, persistent. 25 times. His broken leg was healed. Come on, we got to drive God crazy. Not only that, Kathan and I, when we ran the school group, how many times did we pray for that guy, Luke? There was a guy named Luke, most of you would know the story. He had a broken leg in, in two spots. He had screws and plates. It was pretty nasty, eh? And how many times have we prayed? Probably 10, 15 times? It was a lot of times. We even sang a bit, didn't we? It got a bit, it got a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. What do we sing? Here is in heaven or something like that, eh? It was awesome. Anyway. We were persistent. We prayed like 10 or 15 times. He got healed. Didn't happen the first time. Didn't happen the second time. Didn't happen the third, fourth, fifth. It happened 15th. Persistency. Let's drive God crazy with our prayers. Our prayers should reflect the tenacious acts of this widow. And as a result of her afflictions, she persistently pursued the judge until she received her breakthrough. When you drive God crazy, he will bless you beyond what you're seeking. But there's a catch. Are we praying biblical prayers? Because there's a difference between going to God with our wish list and going to God with his wish list. We actually have an amazing example of biblical prayer. And uh, we see it. We've got a promise in the Bible from God that if we pray and ask for anything according to his will and his name, he hears us and answers it, which is amazing. The problem is we like going to God with a wish list. God, I've got this going on and this and this. Hey, I'd really like this as well. Does it line up with God's heart? Biblical prayer is finding out what's on the Father's heart and asking him of that which he has already expressed and demonstrated that he wants to perform. Biblical prayer is about finding out what's on the Father's heart and asking him of that. The role of Jesus today, he is interceding for us. He is our great example of an intercessor. In the book of Genesis, we we um, see the creation story and we see uh, Father God. We see Holy Spirit hovering above the water. But where's Jesus? Where's Jesus in the story? And when I read that, I hear Jesus' voice saying, let there be light. I hear Jesus' voice saying that. Jesus asks. He doesn't just ask what he wants. He asks what Father wants. And he does it. Holy Spirit performs it. That's the beautiful partnership of the Trinity. 
And the incredible thing about that is that when Jesus died on a cross for us, we entered into that partnership. We now get to seek what's on Father's heart, on Father God's heart, and we get to pray for it and declare it in Jesus' name. That's biblical prayer. Persistent prayer that penetrates, starts with seeking the Father's heart. 1 Peter 1.22, it says, I am pure. That's the Father's heart, so I can pray that lust will be penetrated. 1 Peter 2.24 says that by his stripes I am healed. That's the Father's heart, so I can tell sickness to go. 1 John 4.4 says, I am daily overcoming the devil. That's the Father's heart, so I can tell the enemy to go away because he's defeated. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, I have the mind of Christ. That's the Father's heart, so I can ask him for wisdom. Supernatural wisdom. Colossians 1.13-14 says, I am forgiven. That's the Father's heart, so when the enemy tries to bring up a bunch of crap in my life that I used to do, or I've done, I can rub dirt in the devil's face. Romans 8.16 says, I am a child of God. Someone tells me that I'm not enough or I'm not wanted. I know the Father's heart. I am a child of God. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. So when anxiety hits, I can tell it to flee in Jesus' name. Persistent, penetrating prayers comes from knowing the Father's heart and the book is the key. The Bible is the key. We've got to learn this book. Not as a textbook, but as a book of life. It's life-giving. It's life-giving. What would our lives look like if we were persistent with prayer? Let's drive God crazy. If you're going through a situation, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't be polite. Don't just go, God, I pray for this to go. Thank you. Go for it. Be persistent. Drive him crazy. God says, drive me crazy. If it aligns with God's desires with his heart, drive him crazy. Drive him crazy. Don't give up. Jesus is teaching his disciples this. If you're going to pray, drive him crazy. I like that invitation. Drive him crazy at school. Drive him crazy at work. Drive him crazy before you get into bed to go to sleep. Drive him crazy when you're in the shower. Drive him crazy in the car. Wherever you are, drive him crazy. Live a lifestyle of prayer. Not just every now and then or on a Sunday. Come on. Am I the only one preaching to myself right now? Come on, we got to drive him crazy. There's power in prayer. I want everyone to walk out with conviction that I don't, doesn't matter what I'm going through, I have a conviction that there is power in prayer. If it aligns with the Word of God, I can declare it to go. I can pray into this thing, and there's power in that. Let's leave this place of a conviction. God is saying, drive me crazy. If you're sick, God says, drive me crazy. If you're depressed, God says, drive me crazy. If you're anxious, God says, drive me crazy. What an amazing invitation. If you drive him crazy, he can open up a door for you.
If you drive him crazy, he can make a way for you. If you drive him crazy, he can heal a body. If you drive him crazy, he can break a mentality. Hmm. Can we all close our eyes, please? God, I pray for a... I know that I know that I know that I know that I know conviction to fall on each person right now that there is power in prayer. I pray for a real stirring and passion for prayer to come up right now in Jesus' name. I pray that when life happens, we can pray and know that you are powerful. God, I pray that when things are amazing, we can pray and be intimate with you. God, I pray for any slumber of prayer to go away. That we are the body of Christ, that we are people who are in relationship with Father God so we know what it is to pray. That it becomes a lifestyle. When life's perfect, when life's bad, when life's average, whatever it is, that we know that we know what it is to pray God I thank you for the invitation to drive you crazy but I pray that our ears can be open to you at the same time Lord that it's a two way conversation I pray for clarity to hear your voice for each person in here Lord, as we drive you crazy, as we persistently pray, we can hear your voice. We can know what you think about the matter. I thank you that you are such an incredible God who gives us the invitation to come to you personally and drive you crazy. What a loving God. What a loving, loving God. Doesn't matter what we've done. Doesn't matter what we will do. Doesn't matter where we've been. You love us and you invite us to drive you crazy. While eyes are still closed, I wonder if there's anyone in here who needs to start from the start and needs to give their life to God tonight. Because God's given us the invitation to drive Him crazy and to be in this thing called a relationship with God, which is amazing. To live in eternity with Him, but not only in eternity, but right here and right now. That's the best life. I wonder if there's anyone in here tonight that needs to go. God, I want to be in a relationship with you.
I want to know the hope that comes from the cross. Jesus died on a cross for you. That's amazing. That's amazing. Died on a cross for you. Maybe you're here and you've been in a relationship with God, but you've gone a bit backwards and now you're going, I want to come back home, God. I want to come back home. I'm yours. no promise for tomorrow and we need to be a church we need to be people who persistently pray who drive them crazy like there is no tomorrow (laughs) if you're in here while all, all eyes are closed I want to give you an invitation just to raise your hand to acknowledge God I want to start this relationship with you tonight the best decision you could ever make if that's you I want you to just raise your hand there's nothing special about raising your hand thanks man I appreciate it I see your hand I see another hand over there is there anybody else that is going I want to start this relationship with God I'll give it a few more seconds miss this opportunity guys there's a God who loves you so much and he's calling you today he's calling you home awesome awesome I saw two people give their lives to God tonight and so I want to celebrate with them Can we give them a huge hand, guys? It's the best decision they'll ever make. It's amazing. It's amazing. Hey, if you put your hand up, can you please go to the table at the back and go see the host team? And We've got a pack that we'd love to give you and we'd love to meet you. Well, I want us to finish off with something that seems like it fits pretty well, eh? I think we should drive God crazy. I think we should get into some groups, four, five, six, whatever it is, and let's pray together. Let's finish this gathering by praying, by persistently praying together. Because there's power in prayer. If you've got a conviction that there's power in prayer, can I hear you for a second? We need to live like there's power in prayer. When money's flowing, there's still power in prayer. When life's challenging, there's power in prayer. Let's be people of prayer. Come on, let's get into some groups saying let's pray. Awesome.
fantastic. Thank you, Jay. It's a great word. Fantastic. Hey, why don't we give God another hand for these people that have given their lives to Him tonight. It's fantastic. Wonderful, isn't it? That is the greatest. How about giving Jay a hand? Thank you, Jay. That's a great word. We're going to finish in just a moment and I remind you again, next week we've got Garth going to be with us. The week after that, we're doing the Amazon series. And uh, can I also say thank you for your faithfulness in giving, uh, for being purposed in giving. It does allow us to do everything that God's calling us to do. But as we come to a close, I want to give you an opportunity because I've found over my walk that sometimes, can, can I be, sometimes, yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about me. Um, let me just be really open with you for a minute. Sometimes I just have had no desire to pray. Anyone know what I'm saying? Yeah, the honest ones put their hands up. No desire to pray. And and it's because I've thought about prayer wrong. And it's, it's been like one way instead of a two-way conversation. But you know, sometimes I think that God just desires to spark our desire. And sometimes the best prayer we can pray is, God, give me the desire to pray. And if you're struggling with the thought of prayer and you would like to pray, God, give me the desire to pray. Stand where you are right now, and I'm going to ask him to do that for us. Right now, right where you are. Yeah, I'm standing. Because sometimes it's just hard work. Let's, let's, Let's be honest. because the battle's not against flesh and blood, it's against powers and principalities who know the power of prayer. And if they can keep our attitude toward prayer down and they can keep us too busy to pray, that's where they want us. But if God can spark a desire in us to want to communicate with Him, to want to hang out with Him, to want to pray, the power that's in that relationship is phenomenal. Father, you see every heart in this place tonight and Holy Spirit, I ask that you would uh, rest on every person tonight. I release in the name of Jesus a desire to pray. In Jesus' name. A desire to communicate with you. That it would be God-breathed. It would be God-sparked. Not something we've got to conjure up, but it would be directly for heaven for every person that's standing, every person that's hearts turned toward you tonight, that you would release a desire 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as we go into our week, I release your blessing on every person. And as we put our heads on our pillows tonight, I ask that that desire would start to stir. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Tim. Why don't you lead us out with a song? That would be great. Thank you, Tyra. Have a great week. Hey guys. You guys can come out here and fill the space if you like. We're going to do Never Let You Go by Corpus River. Yeah, come out. Come out.
second chat, which is outside right now. Yeah. Oh. Boom. Woo.